Hi, I'm Denise Vivaldo. And I'm Diane Worthington. And we are Women Women Beyond beyond a Certain certain Age. Da-da-da-da-da. We have no theme song because it would cost us money. So it's just me. Da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. Wait a minute. Was that the theme song that I asked for? It is for it is for right now, oh, Diane. <laughs> Excellent, Denise. Well, hopefully down the road we will get the one that I I can't wait for that just sounds like all of us. Well, and if we can get Carol King to come on the show and sing it. <laughs> hey, she's women beyond a certain age. That's right. Then you can have it, Dreamboat. Okay. <laughs> we are really glad that you're joining us today. This is our premiere pilot episode of Women Beyond a Certain Age. And we hope that you'll uh, send us any stories you'd like to share, any queries, thoughts, anything that you'd like us to talk about, um, questions, comments. Send the email to us at womenbeyond at icloud.com. So, Denise, here we are on our very first day. I thought it would be good if we both chatted a little bit and shared with our audience who we are. Good idea. Who wants to go first? I think you should go first. Okay. So, I'm Diane, and I grew up in Los Angeles. I went to school at uh, Cal Berkeley, and then I went on to uh, get my master's in counseling and in between, I went to the Cordon Bleu in London and then lived in Paris and had a waterbed store in Paris, which will be indeed another story that we will <laughs> share about, where I spent the whole time driving all over, talking to every chef I could. But came home, did lots of things, had a business as a counselor working with the severely disabled, and finally, after writing for newspapers and so forth, I got a book deal called the cuisine of California, and it really did change my life and kind of focused where I was going. I wrote that book in 1983. I think I've got about, I don't know, six or 700,000 copies out there, and it defined this moment in time. And from then on, I went on to write, I've written 20 cookbooks. It's just appalling to even, when I think about it, I can't <laughs> believe I did that. But I did, and um in between, I had a radio show and was always about food, wine, travel. And at the moment, I am still a syndicated columnist with the Chicago Tribune, writing about food and travel. But what brought me to wanting to do this is spending so much time with Denise through the years, which she'll share with you in a minute, and how we'd have these lunches and we just always talk about all these issues that we find that nobody was really talking about. And wishing for sort of a community of us. And that's really the basis, I think, of what we're trying to do. Anyway, Denise, go for it. Not only do people not talk about the things that you and I asked each other questions about, Diane, no one warned us. (laughs) No one has warned us about the things that happen to you as a woman beyond a certain age. Well, yes, you know... I um, I was born in uh, San Francisco, lived the first half of my life in Northern California, and uh, my father owned grocery stores. So we were always, always in food. My grandfather owned meat markets in the old Fillmore district of San Francisco. Um, And, but he really made his money selling wine during Prohibition. (laughs) So... uh, 
always with food, always with food. Yeah. So I, you know, went to the Culinary Academy, but I was 33 years old. And I had fooled around in college and I'd gotten, I had my first marriage and, you know, that ended badly. (laughs) But I wanted to be a chef. That was the first time I really felt like there was something that I wanted to do for me. My mother was horrified. I think this is what brought us together. Really? Because my mother's, when I said, Mother, I'm going to the Culinary Academy, she said to me, I raised you to be a guest at the party, not to work the party. And my mother said, when I told her I was going to the Cordon Bleu, you don't become a cook, you hire one. Uh, See? Of course, our, and by the way, they were both wearing St. John knits at the same time <laughs> as they were speaking. It's so weird that we both had that experience. So weird. It was, the thing was, it was shocking that people would consider women uh, becoming cooks or oh, chefs absolutely. at that time. Absolutely. But continue. Tell us more. Well, in 19... 19- 84, when I graduated from school and I moved to Los Angeles because I thought the opportunities, which I had researched, were better for food styling, catering, giving parties, the Mm -hmm. things that I wanted to do. I had already gotten a copy of Diane's book, The Cuisine of California. Now, this is very timely because the people that were redefining food were Alice Waters which is was just farm to table, as it is now. It was Wolfgang Puck mm. who said, "I can put shellfish on top of a pizza." Right. And Diane Worthington, who wrote this book, talking about again, really farm to table, really? talking about that if you use the freshest ingredients, you get this beautiful product. Yeah. But her technique was classic. So, and of course, having lived here all my life, though I was classically trained, I just, and also as Italians, we had gardens, my, you know, my father was a butcher, we always had very fresh food. Mm. So, I moved here, met Diane, we've been friends ever since, Um, I've had my own business for 30 years, I've had, you know, a little success, I've been grateful Mm, you've had more than a little well, success. Well, but I've been so She's a major food stylist in the able- United States of America oh, and teaches all over the world, <gasps> not the country, the world. You know, I gave her lunch today, and that's what, <laughs> that's, she, that's what she gave me back. I like it. But it's I'm true, so yeah. grateful yeah. that I've been able to do what I've loved to do. As I'm getting older, I'm looking for things that I still love to do, but... There's limitations as you age, okay? Yep. Not, it's not just in your mind. You physically have limitations. So Diane and I have been going to lunches, saying to each other, what do you do about this? Uh, what do you do? You know, it's, it's, it's pressing. <laughs> what do you do about bladder control? What do you do about <laughs> sex? What do you do about trying to lose the stubborn 20 pounds that when you were in your 30s, you could drop in three days. Right. You know, seriously. I mean, I used to say I want to lose five pounds, and I just didn't eat an English muffin, and the next day I'd lost five pounds. Boy, so you weren't on diets all the time. Oh, no. Oh, my God, Denise, I live my life. I've been on more diets than... You know, I could I could buy anybody if anybody wants to t- send me the names of all their diets. All right, now but, I'm going to tell you. Yes. Instead, 
I've worked with every diet guru. Yeah, that's in the world. Share a little bit of that. Oh my God! I started out with Susan Powder. If people remember Susan, oh my Powder. God, infomercial queen, a- infomercial queen, mate made a fortune and her thing which was funny was stop the insanity she was just trying to get people from stop you know women because if you don't know the diet industry is a multi-billion dollar industry Okay, so today we're going to be talking about some healthful eating tips, because as I said to Diane yesterday on the phone when we were talking about the podcast, I don't know anyone who's over 50, a woman who, unless they were able to change their lifestyle in their 30s and 40s, which is when you should really target this, they're going to you're going to have a few pounds. Other things count. Hormones, blah, blah, blah. Too big to talk about today. Right. Hormones, but aging, possibly lack of exercise because of injuries. injuries. <laughs> now, who knew? Right. Who knew? Who these, knew? Are the, these are the surprises that just keep on coming. They're like the hits. <laughs> they keep on coming. I mean, I couldn't walk. My back was so bad. I had to have back surgery, and I'm one of the lucky ones who had the most amazing uh, success story, and I uh, now I do Pilates, I swim, I play pickleball, which will be a whole other conversation for any of those out there that play pickleball. It's like a short game of tennis. It's so much fun. But the point is, injuries, and I had two ankle injuries. Oh. You know, it, and it, it keeps you down when you're trying to lose the weight or just maintain. That's right. But it's, we it's, wanted to talk about some um, healthy tips. And I know, Denise, you had some thoughts you wanted to share, and then I'll share some. Please, I'll tell you, with the diet, and I'm not kidding you, one of the best, of, and who lasted forever before he went into seclusion, <laughs> was Richard Simmons. Yep. And Richard never, ever varied from his message of, eat less, move more. Okay? Yes. And he was, you know, so, and I know that. Now, the other great piece of advice I got which comes back to to really fuel me now as I'm trying to make healthful eating choices is all I'm trying to do I can't give up all the things I love okay because otherwise what's the point <laughs> I mean just shoot right. me right but right. you gotta have some rewards got, or as you say Denise I made it through another day I need a reward okay that's what I think about at the end of the day a lot we just have to change the rewards that's exactly what I'm trying to do Marielle Hemingway who Cindy and I worked with who is always been very active and and is beautiful and just smart but she's made health choices and I thought one of the best lines she ever said to me was Denise make one choice every week just one little choice one change like i'm not going to eat you know any white bread this week but she was just saying take tiny 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 pieces of this to put it together because when we i i know for me i see people and some of these things are so successful but then inevitably they gain the weight back Oh, my God. And I don't want to gain the weight back. I want to lose some weight, and I don't ever want to deal, you know, I don't, so I need to make really healthful eating changes in my life. Yeah. And I think that that's what this podcast is talking about. 
we're talking about we are not in our 20s and 30s. And we have different issues. And so when it comes to wanting to lose weight now, it's not because you want to look great in the bikini. It's because you want to live longer and feel good. It totally shifts, which is good because it doesn't make you feel shame and embarrassment as much. That's right. You know, and I think that we all can live with, um, we all live with that. Uh, the shaming, you know, if you're not 20 pounds, then, you know, you're, you're fat. And I think it's really important to uh, remember what your reasoning is for doing this. What's the reason you're doing You're not trying to look, you know, like you were in your 30s. You're trying to feel good and feel good about the way you look, certainly. But it's about how you physically feel and what you can do. When you lose weight, you can do more exercise, etc. But we were going to talk about some healthy eating tips, Denise. You know, Diane, what you just said is so important. And here's the other reason. We are inundated in advertising and in magazines and in celebrities and in television that women's value comes from their looks. Yes. Okay, I keep thinking that it's going to get better, but then when I work with 20 and 30 year old girls, I realize sometimes they're just as tied up about their looks as I was at that age. And yep. even with women on the Supreme Court, I always say to people, we're more than our dress size. But what we're really talking about is feeling better about ourselves. And of course, if you lose a few pounds, you feel better about yourself besides your energy level and probably your sleeping. Probably, you know, your exercise. It's, it's across the board. It's you across just, the board. You just, in a simple statement, you just feel better. Okay. And you just pointed it out. You feel better because you look at yourself and you feel like you look better. You physically feel better. You have more energy and you have more determination when you get when you get that thing going or you just are committed to it. And it's hard to be committed. Of course it is. My commitment came when Michael and I, my husband, came home from our, uh, where did we go? Zuatneo vacation where we imbibed in margaritas on the beach (laughs) with the warmest, most delicious crispy chips, big baskets of them, guacamole made by hand. And the waiters couldn't bring them out fast enough, and we could not eat them fast enough. Then, Michael had taken some photos. We came home, and we looked at each other, and I happened to happen to go to my doctor, and she, I said, I don't know what to do. And she said, go on this diet. It was a high, um, main, what is it called? High metabolism. high metabolism diet, and it worked for me for about three weeks, and then I just switched over to Weight Watchers, which is works for me. That's all I can say because they, it, there's so much freedom att- attached to it now where you can eat you know as much fruit as you want. Certain things are unlimited. And as my Weight Watchers leader said, two things that I'll never forget. One is I'm always, she would say, I'm always one bite away from a binge, which I think could be my epitaph. <laughs> <laughs> and the other one is that you just have to really... Pay attention to what you're eating and be mindful about it. See, mindful is very... Mindful plays into exactly what we're talking about. Trying to eat healthy tips with everything we've said is also not eating so many processed foods. Yeah, that has to go. Those processed foods. Processed foods. And, you know, I did this years ago, Diane, but it's just... I When I worked in kitchens and I ran big, you know, million-dollar 
multi-million dollar commissaries, I could drink six or eight sodas a day. Oh, yeah. Easy. Easy. Now, I didn't it, I didn't gain weight because I, you know, worked so many hours right. and I was, wasn't eating that much. But, when I, but I knew to quit sodas because I had a breast exam. Now, this is pretty frightening. I was in my 30s and the gynecologist said to me, your breasts are really dense as it is, but they're so cloudy. What's your diet? Uh-oh. And I said, <laughs> Diet Coke is, you know. <laughs> that was the diet. And she said, stop drinking soft drinks. And do you know that my mammograms, even 30 years later, they're clearer, Diane, now. Isn't that amazing? I quit drinking soda. Yeah, I, you know, I used to drink Diet Diet Coke. Well, of course, it's like crack. Who doesn't yeah, want Diet Coke? Yeah, you know Coke? what? I just drink so much water now. Yes. And it feels so much better. And I'm not, you know, when you drink these diet drinks, you just get thirsty for more. And it's just, it, well, of course, that's the whole goal. That's right. For them to keep, you keep buying. But water, you know, filtered good water is the best thing that you can do for yourself, I think. I agree. Um, but that's an interesting story about how he could tell that. Oh, that, yeah. That he could see from your diet. Absolutely. I think less processed food, no soda, making the choices. You said a great thing to me, Diane. Don't buy it. And, you know, I worked with several nutritionalists that had TV shows. And they used to say, so you're watching TV or you're, it's the end of the day, and all of a sudden a commercial com- comes on for ice cream. Well, of course you want a scoop of ice cream. Right, exactly. And it's 9 o'clock at night, and you don't need ice cream at 9 o'clock at night, you know. But well, you don't need it. No one's saying we needed no, it, Denise. But you want it. But of the course. thing is, if you don't have it in your house... Oh, my God. That you, is the key. You, it really is. Gonna, I know this. I want it for a moment, but if I don't have something in my house, I'm not going to drive to get it. Okay? That's not, where... That's exa- There are people that will, but I, that's not me. I'm too lazy to get up and go to too. the market to go get the whatever I want. I, I have a... You know, problem with cookies, and I am the cookie monster. And occasionally, I have bad days, which I did the other day, and I told Denise. But here's the difference: I had a bad day. The next day, I was just back to eating healthfully. Now, absolutely, everybody's got to figure out what that is for themselves. And I have to really ex- say to you that you have to be ready to do this. You have to be committed to it. Because, as I said, we were committed when we saw the picture of ourselves in, from Mexico. That was it. We had to do something fast. So, um, but, but it just kind of changed how my mindset was. And, you know, we were talking about what you eat. And I think Denise said something really important. When I was growing up, we would each have a giant porterhouse steak for each one of us. Now... And Denise does this as well. I have one steak for myself and my husband, and we thinly slice it, and it's a small steak. It's a completely different way of thinking about eating. And then the rest of the plate are vegetables and salad. I do big salads. And there's just things like that that you can really do. You know, Diane, it's so important. I'm trying that with Kenny, my husband. Yeah. He and I, so I cook a steak or, you know, even chicken, you know, because chicken breasts have gotten gigantic. Yeah, I know. You know. Ridiculous. The sick, you wonder how big the chicken was when the one side of the breast is 16 ounces, you know, <laughs> it's bigger than my dog. But I 
I'm only cooking, whereas I used to cook two, and I would cook two sometimes because then I wouldn't have to cook the next day, so we would eat it as leftovers. Yeah. But in fact, I'm cooking smaller portions. I start out, so he eats his plate. He eats all the steak. He eats about half the vegetables I've given him. And then he says, oh, is there any more steak? And I say no. Because if we let it register, do you know what I mean? It's so easy because I'm a fast eater. One of the things that's very obvious to me is I'm not taking any signals at all. I'm just eating that. Do you know what I mean? Whatever's on the plate is, you know, up for getting. When you were talking about steak knives all I could think about is well yeah we had steak knives because it kept my sister off my plate I mean I was just I mean it wasn't because we were fancy Diane like you we just I was trying to keep my sister off my plate so I think that you know it really poor and this is Jenny Craig which she has been brilliant at Jenny Craig and so and many of the other uh, Nutrisystem those are all based on portion control you know, and eating smaller amounts. Uh, so it, it now, Cindy and I talk about this at length. That low-fat food doesn't work for us because we don't get the flavor that we want. Right. Okay. But certainly, if you eat a smaller portion of something, if you can extract the flavor and the thrill from it and move along, does that make sense, Diane? You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, I think it really does. It's hard. I know, and I love the comment about one. A binge away, you know, a bite from oh a binge. Oh, my God, that's a classic. But, you know, Denise, I realize we sort of, you know, this is what we do, so you'll know this about us. We sort of got off the thing. We were talking about your background and why we're doing this podcast. Yes. And I think we ought to go back and just kind of finish talking about, you, you know, how you how you came to this place with me, with us together, and, you know, what we're thinking about in the future. All right. Well, I know this. I love social media because I love connecting with people that women that I have met across the country when I've spoken at conferences that women that were you know that are other professional chefs I mean all sorts of stuff right but nothing beats meeting a girlfriend for a coffee or a salad at lunch and asking them questions about obstacles that you may be facing that is perfectly really well put uh, you know, and sometimes, and I know for me, people ask me for things. I don't always answer them. Sometimes I'm just a sounding board right. as they work through their process. Do you know what I mean? Yes, it's, exactly. We need, and the problem is, is when we're so busy, all of us so busy, you've got kids, you've got a house, you've got a career, you've got a husband, you've got a girlfriend, whatever your situation is, we don't always get to connect on a level um, kind of an intimate level, an actually. intimate level that's again is satisfying, right? And I think that I think that for me, you know, I have been sitting in my house writing cookbooks by yourself, by myself. And when I tell you, it gets a little lonely out there. I long for community. I long for yes. a place to be with others yes. who share the same issues, not necessarily all of them, but some of them that make you feel like you're connected. We're living in a world right now where there's such a lack of connection that that was really, for me, one of the big goals of of um, partnering up with Denise to get out there and be a community with all of you to find out what are the things that you're thinking about and how can we be of help and how can we, you know, kind of respond back 
You know, Diane, when I got married, the first time I got married. Yeah, we always have to clarify, folks. (laughs) I was 21. Oh, my goodness. I know. I was sure I was doing the right thing. And and actually, it was the right thing for me because it led me to the rest of my life. Right. I I understand. I'm I'm so grateful. I really am. But after six months of marriage, I called my mother from my phone at work. And I said, Mother, why didn't you tell me what marriage was really like? (laughs) And she said to me, don't be ridiculous, honey. I had three daughters. I wasn't going to tell you the truth. You'd all still be living at home. (laughs) Now, that is an honest honest to God, hand to God story from, you know, my mother. So I know this. Sometimes I just think to myself, who can, it's just like in business, you say, who can I ask? Well, in life, who can I ask that could maybe help me with this problem? Do you know what I mean? Who Definitely. can I ask? You have different people for different exactly. reasons in your life. And I and all my women friends are smart. My God, of, thank God we get wiser. Yeah, really. It is. <laughs> and we do. Yes, we do. Life makes us wise. Yeah. It, if it yeah. doesn't kill you, it, it makes, makes you wise. wiser as opposed to stronger. Yeah, and I think that that's really the goal of what we're trying to do here. We want a place that's safe where you can talk about issues that you might you might not certainly want to talk about with other people and just to be together. Yes. That's what this is all about. And we are women beyond a certain age, but we are great. We are strong. We have so much left in us. And I think for many of us, one feels invisible. <gasps> That's a whole other show. Well, there's so many. Diane, there's it's so, so many true. Yeah. If people, you don't, and this is why I always say to young, when I'm working with young women in their 20s or early 30s, at, you know, it shoots or whatever, I know they think I'm crazy and I'm not <laughs> fighting that, but I'll say to them, you need to get out there and live. Okay, and you should safely sleep with as many men as you want to. You should live your life, right? Live because after and again, some of it's societal, some of it's other things. But women, absolutely, after about to me, I've I saw it at about forty seven, forty eight, forty nine. But you're invisible. Okay, yeah. you're invisible in even in, when you're running the company, even when you're the director, even when you're this you know the smartest person in the room. Uh, we are so judged by our looks that we become invisible. It's very, it's just true. I it, don't know if it's in every culture, but we can certainly talk about it in America that that's what it feels like, you know. And so that's our goal. Yeah, we want to we want to hang out with you. We want to give you some good info. Hopefully we can get some response back to move forward and things that we might not have thought about. So I hope you're going to come back and just hang with us. I, have we? Are we done, Diane? I think we've. I think we feel done, don't we? On this, one? I'm done for today because we have so much more coming up. But it was just sort of a beginning. Yes, that's exactly right. And Madeline. we will get better. so yeah i guess we're going to sign off we have a facebook page a group called women beyond a certain age so you can join us please you know join us on that page and as we get in as we're doing 
other podcasts, and Diane and I, because both of us have written cookbooks. I have not written 20, for God's sakes. You've done more than I've done. (laughs) But she, we have recipes that we'd be glad to share. I keep thinking for this healthful eating or uh, clean eating sort of things. Diane and I both have lean, like lean, delicious flank steak recipes or smoothie recipes that we'd be happy to share with people. So join our Facebook group and yes. keep in touch with us and tell us what your what problems or what or how you've found the great solution for something. Because sometimes I can't believe what I can learn from someone else. Oh my God! I think we should. Le- you're gonna. This is off the cuff now, but I'm gonna tell you the thing that I think is so major that people don't all know. When you get out of the shower, this is my tip. So you better come up with one, Denise. Okay. And this is our Cyanora. Okay. This is our. When I get out of the shower, the best time to put moisturizer on is when you're soaking wet because it goes through your barrier, the barriers in your skin. And I don't know when I learned this as an adult, but it changed my life because dry skin, which becomes an issue as you oh. age as well. I, Remember, do not dry off. Get your moisturizer <laughs> happening, and you won't believe the difference. That's my big tip for the day, and what? it had nothing to do with food. And you know what? I think that's an excellent tip. Now, of course, I'd be afraid I'd fall. Oh, no. You can, you, you okay. can do it. You can do it. Okay. And, uh, okay, that's a good one. I have no moisturizing tip whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> Next time. Next time. I will I'm gonna find some tip to give at the end. Oh boy, I just threw that on you. Well That's until okay. next time. Until I'm Diane. Time. I'm Denise. And we'll see you later. Bye. Bye. <laughs>